She is a name and a face that South Africans know. She's done some incredible things in the music world. And I think we're just the tip of the iceberg. And very happy to have on my couch today. Hey, hey, Holly Ray. Hey, 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 it's Holly Ray. Holly, I'm so happy that you're here. I think the, the first time I met you, we were all cruising together when we did the East Coast Breakfast yes. Roadshow. I think it was Cape Town. Yes. The first time, yeah. I remember being quite enamored by you. In fact, you arrived with Aww. this most beautiful sequins jacket. Yes. And for me, like this ultimate kind of pop star vibe. And I was actually a little bit intimidated by you, I'll be honest. And the more I got to know you, the more you softened yeah. in my space, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know that everyone knows Holly Ray. I know Holly Ray. But do we really know Holly Ray? So let's just start at the beginning. Where were you born, Holly? I was born in Westville Hospital. Westville? Uh, yeah, Westville. Um, to a single mum. My mum's amazing. Um, my mum was quite young and she had me, so we've got quite a close relationship. In fact, this year I'm turning 25, she's turning 50. So she had me when she was like 25. She was in varsity when she fell pregnant. And so, yeah, we were very close. And I grew up with my mum and my gran in the same, same house. So also very close with my grandmother. And I think that it, it just for me, it was really incredible to be raised by two really strong, powerful women um, who just gave me so much. And yeah, I went to school in Westville for a bit. And then when I was about eight years old, I went to boarding school in the Midlands. Oh. Uh, because my mum, I was an only child and there weren't a lot of kids in the family. And it was quite lonely for me. And she was always working. So she would leave the house at half past seven, come home at half past seven. And she just thought it'd be a better life for me to be able to go to boarding school. And then when I come home in the weekends, just have her attention all just the time. Just a quick jump in question. If you had a daughter now, would you send her to boarding school? I think so. I think I think boarding schools changed quite a lot. Like I know the boarding school I went to when I went there, it was very like country. It was very like run around with no shoes. Oh, not know? like country, like yeehaw. No, not like yeehaw. <laughs> just like it was, it was really organic. It was okay. just this place where kids could be free. Now I think it's a lot more like digitized. And so I think I'd look at it. Um, definitely boys are definitely sending okay. to boarding school. All right. 100%. <laughs> but I think I'd have to cross that bridge when I came to it. But I think I would. Maybe not so young. Yeah. But I think well, I you would. You were eight when you went. I was eight. Yeah. You said something as you started. And you said you, you grew up with your mom. She had you as an only mom. Yes. Uh, was dad in the picture at any? Not at all. Have you met so him? So I've never met my father. I don't even know what he looks like. He could walk past me in the street and I honestly would have no clue. Um, and that was a decision he made. Um, my mom offered him the opportunity to be a part of my life, but it just wasn't what he wanted. He got married a few months later after I was born. Are you so, serious? Yeah, great for him. You know, he has other kids. I've got brothers that I don't know. Also could walk past me in the street, wouldn't know Hold them. Hold on a second. I have to ask this. I've heard so many things and like you read them in these tabloids where people that are separated family members, mm. they'd end up actually being quite attracted <laughs> to so yeah. I mean when you if you granted I think that your your love of men might be a little bit darker than your brothers 100% but, but <laughs> if you ever get if you ever feel the tingles for a Caucasian one must ask who the I family tree situation is you know what the thing is that I feel like that can happen when personalities are similar and you're raised in a similar environment but I really think that myself and my 
my siblings were raised in very different environments. Um, unfortunately, what I've come to know about my father, what I've heard is he's um, not the nicest person. He's uh, quite racist. He's, and that's why I've never pursued a relationship with him. Oh, wow. Because he's just not the kind of person I think I would want to have a relationship with. Does he and, know what your name is? Like if he hears a song, oh, this is Deepa Holly Ray, he's like, oh, in his head, he knows. I think this. he knows my name is Holly, but, I, you know, I don't think he, he would know that, that I am Holly Ray. I have no idea. Um, but, you know, also a lot of people always ask me like, oh, isn't it hard? And I'm like, you don't miss what you never had, you know? And I think I had a lot of friends growing up whose fathers were in and out of their lives. And I think that's a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed that he decided he not to be in my life at all. And what my mom also did was great. My mom never demonized my father to me. She never created this horrible picture. If I asked questions, she would answer them. She wanted me to form my own image of who this person was. And in your own, and that was important. In your own relationships with men, do you ever find that you have the proverbial daddy issue coming through where you think of my own and just understand my wording here. I'm just trying to get yeah, it no, as bluntly yeah. as possible. If my own dad didn't want to stay, why would you? No, I don't think so. I Perfect. think again, because I never had that in and out. You know, I had a really solid family structure. It was different. It wasn't a mom and dad two kids but it was solid I had a grandmother I had a mother I had uncles who were in my life I had an incredible family that like I said was solid it was a support structure I never no one ever left or no one ever mm. so and I think that was really important and, and it was exactly what little Holly needed exactly and um, I had so much love all the time there was never a time in my life where I felt unloved in my family structure or anything like that and I think also just the way my mum spoke about my dad and spoke about the situation it was never about me it was about he oh, made okay. a decision. That's good parenting he, from your it mom. Wasn't, she's incredible. Um, um, it, it was yeah. So it was about him and his his problems, and and that was the best thing I think she could have ever done for me. And six year old Holly, if I, if I'd seen her and I'd been like, hi Holly, you're so cute. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? What would six year old Holly have told me? I always wanted to be something bigger and something better. And I was always, I think from when I was six, I was like, I want to be an actor, singer. I want to be something bigger and special. And my whole life I knew, I wouldn't say six-year-old Holly, I knew that I was going to be something. I look at my sister now who's that age and she knows what she wants to be, you know? Me, me, yeah. I mean, she knows she's going to be famous. She's going to be a singer, an actor. She's going to be something. Um, And I think... I probably was the same. I had the same. I wasn't as extroverted as Mimi. I was a little bit more shy, but I definitely knew that that's what I want to do. And I think a little bit older when I was in like prep school, I think I always knew I wanted to do something extraordinary with my life. I went to a boarding school where girls became their mothers and married their fathers and it was just a cycle that repeated and because I came from such a different family structure I always knew I didn't want that I didn't want to be ordinary I didn't want to just go to university meet my husband at varsity get married live that life um I always wanted something exceptional what were you like at school actually were you someone who had lots of friends were you ever bullied did you ever bully I was you know what someone asked me they, they were like you must have been the coolest person in school like I would have loved to be your friend. I was like, if you knew me in school, like I was, I was so different. I've always been different. I've never been, I've never really fitted in with everyone. I've always been the kind of person who had like one or two friends, um, didn't have a big social circle. I'm quite shy. I'm quite an introvert. Like if I have extra time to spend, I'll spend it by myself or with, you know, my close circle. I was bullied quite badly in school from prep school and then into high school as well. Why? I think in prep school, because 
I wanted to do music and I didn't want to play sport and I was a bit odd and also like my family wasn't families all went on holidays together and my mom was a single mom who didn't fit into the parent circle so I was then excluded from the children's circle if that makes sense okay and um I was always like I said I was always just different I just liked different things my friends were listening to Britney Spears and I was listening to Mendoza and Professor and (laughs) I was just that kid I just had no I didn't like the same things that my friends like. Okay, I'm going to jump on that as you said that because once um at least it was, an, it was an older woman and yes she was Caucasian so I was saying something about Holly Ray and they're like oh is that the like the white Zulu girl <laughs> so obviously there are a few people and I'll, I'll be honest as well the first time I heard Deeper I did not hear it with a face yes, I heard yeah. it and I was like ah this is sick yeah 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 and then the first time I saw the mouth that was singing Deeper I was like wait what she's white yeah but is that something that you've had a lot all and, the time and what what is this I mean do you feel like you've I'm not going to say taken on or uh, because you by no means are trying to be a Zulu or black woman. Yes, but yeah. you definitely have embodied a, 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 whether the culture or was it just the style. I think for me, it it was when I first, I signed my first deal when I was 14 years old. That was this. And um, when I signed the deal, it was very much, I was blonde. I had the look. I had to do pop music. That's what the box was. And I remember I got into it and they got this amazing producer who's like one of the biggest producers in South Africa to get in there. And he was playing me. I think at the time it was like Willow Smith was really big <laughs> and like all that sound. And I was like, this is going to be really hard for me to do because this is not who I am. But we, pr- we produced the album and then we're about to release it and I was like look I'm not going to do it I'm not going to get on stage I'm not going to perform these songs it's not me I can't and I did and you were 14 complete, at this point I was, I was about 15 when we were releasing the, the, the album sure that's when I decided brave. yeah and it was tough because you know when a record label's throwing money at you you kind of just do what you're told um, and I just said look I can't do it I can't release this album I can't I can't do it I can't get on stage and perform these songs with conviction and I can't be what you want me to be so I decided to make house music and it was the easiest thing I ever did. Easiest decision Where I ever made. Where is that made. other album now? Somewhere. I've got actually the other day someone phoned me they're like we've got 2,000 copies and I went and picked them up so I think they're in my garage somewhere. Holly for the love of everything <laughs> I want to please if we could just get like a snippet I it's, swear. It's really painful. Which is why we need it. Uh, this yeah, will we'll be like what we can do. The, you know the blooper reel of Holly Ray. It was. No, for some people they're like oh these songs are good and for me it's just it's painful to listen to because it's not me and it's so pop it's so like Britney Spears like painfully pop so I think like making house music has been the most comfortable um, space that I've ever occupied and it's you know there's this whole conversation about um, cultural appropriation and, yeah. and what it is and you know the thing is when I did my degree uh, in my undergrad degree I was really interested in studying white privilege and appropriation in a South African context because we, we read so much American literature but we have to understand the concepts in a different way because in America white people are the majority of the population yeah. black people are minority of the population South Africa it's the reverse so we have to understand um, appropriation and culture in such a different way yeah. and as white South Africans being the minority we have to start assimilating into the majority culture that's that's how it has to happen um, and I think there is a fine line between appropriation appreciation and assimilation and, and how do we make that work but I think for me it's really important that as a white South African I do start assimilating into to majority culture and appreciating it and, and start to understand what it means and defining my own 
culture as a new gen South African. And I mean, we touched on it earlier uh, from a dating scale, you just prefer black men, right? Look, the thing is, like, I don't go out into the world. I'm like, I'm only going to date this or I'm only no, I'm not going to. It's just what I'm attracted to. If I meet a nice person and I connect with them, great. If I don't, that's just what it is. You know, like, even when I was a kid, I remember when I was about 13 and I had my first boyfriend who was uh, of color. And um, when I was in school and and the the mother sat my mom down there, like, look, because I never told my mom I was 13. Like, I yeah. wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend as yeah. well. My mom was quite strict about that. So I never told them. They sat down and like, look, Holly is dating, blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, Holly has a boyfriend. Like, she like, no. The boyfriend is not the issue in the situation, Vivian. It's that he is black. Oh, no. I mom was like, yeah, that's what they do. You know, I love the quiet black. Yes, yeah. And mom was like, yeah, and? like, I love your the mother. The point that you're Shout trying to, to make Vivian. is... Um, so I think, for me, I'm lucky my family is just date who you want to date, love who you want to love, be who you want to be. Like, that's my family. Well, can we also just say that you're very flipping lucky then for your genes? Because, <laughs> girl, you've got an amazing body. <laughs> And secondly, you can dance. <laughs> like a lot of my Caucasian sisters were not blessed. So the fact yeah. that this is where, where you feel drawn to, uh, you can also be very grateful to Vivian and Daddy shall not be named because yes. the two of them, they made they made something pretty spectacular. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> um, so from, from here going on forward, you were really at a, at a point where the last time I spoke to you, you were, got, you were jetting left, right, forward, back. Yes. It was, you came, I met you and your sister Mimi who will get you in a second I know we don't have too much time but um, you were jetting overseas and coming back then Joburg then coming back then moving to Joburg but still performing in, in Durban and yeah. that's Cape Town in the morning then Joburg in the afternoon Yeah. where where are you taking time for you so that you don't burn out now where you are really you are going to be hitting this peak and continuing yeah. this so what are you doing for you to continue it's so interesting you ask that because I, at the beginning of this year I was completely burnt out I was just so run down I would someone would say hello and I'd just like start crying I was just like an emotional wreck physical wreck I couldn't get on stage and perform because my body was so tired and I went to my doctor and I went to the doctor and I just like started crying I was like I'm so tired I don't know what to do with myself and she was like I want you to go home and I want you to write down what you would say to your friend in this situation like if your friend was in the situation that you're in now she was exhausted you're tired she wants you to write down what you would say to her and I want you to read it back to yourself and I want you to take that advice and I did that and I took a moment and I stepped back and I was like I need two weeks I need to take a break I need to be kinder to my body. I need to be kinder to myself because I'm very, I'm very like, I want to do everything. If there's a performance, if there's five performances a day, I want to do all of them. If there's 10 interviews, I want to do all of them. Like I'm that kind of person. I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to, you know, and I just got to where I realized like I have to be kinder to myself. I have to allow myself to not be everything for everyone. Um, And I took two weeks and I slept for two weeks. I I came home. I went and stayed at my family's house for a while. I ate like my grand's food for two weeks it was the best thing and and now Three after booters, that experience yeah. yeah i'm really trying to um do things even if it's like an hour a week or 30 minutes a day or something where i just have quiet time and i can pull myself together and do something that's for me collect my thoughts because it happens really quickly can burn out so quickly especially when you're someone like me who i don't have a stop button i just keep going and going until i collapse but you know holly as you're talking right now i'm 
in my head, I'm picturing other women listening right now. Mm. A mom, a businesswoman, yeah. a daughter, someone in school, <clears throat> matriculants, varsity, med student, someone who's sitting in the taxi on their way to go and clean a house for eight yes. hours today, who doesn't stop and take time for herself. Yeah. Who doesn't just stop every day and go, oh, I need this for me. Because there is no off button for a lot of people, whether yeah. it's because of your kids or your partner or just yourself. I think what you're saying is prevalent. You don't have to be a pop star or a yes. house music star in order to take this advice. And I think that, that if we can take anything away from that is that you need to take yeah. time for I mean, you. Even if it's five minutes a day. Every day. You know, just to pull your thoughts together, pull yourself together, pull your emotions together. It's so important. And I want to, um, before we go, I just want to talk about your sister quickly. Yes. I met Mimi at our Toy Story yes. uh, uh, corporate day, end of 2019. That little spark is another she is, she is everything she is like a soul from the temptations in <laughs> come through into this this little girl so she is obviously your sister yes how um so mimi uh, when i was 18 i just finished my trek um we we heard about this little girl who'd been abandoned um she'd been left in a shack for 48 hours um and a child what had happened is someone came she'd been crying and crying and crying and the neighbors thought oh it's a sick baby you know she's just maybe a baby's got flu you know babies cry yeah so no one checked on her and about 48 hours after she was left um, a little girl went and was like look something's wrong the door was unlocked she opened the door and there she was sitting on the bed by herself um, and unfortunately her mom had got sucked into a kind of into drugs and into that horrible world um, and the, her grandmother just couldn't afford to look after her she had five kids of her own she was battling TB at that time and the mom said look we'll look after her for a little bit just so you can you know sort out what you need to sort out we'll just help you along and she came into our family and it was just was this meant to be she fell in love with my mom and from the day she came in my mom was her mom I was her sister that's just how it was um and she's been the the best thing that ever happened to my family my mom always says like she was really nervous she, she never thought about adoption because she had me and I was uh, you know and she she thought oh you know do you feel the same even my grand was like do you love a child the same like how does it work if you're not biologically related to them mom said she just grew another heart she just <sighs> grew another heart and her second heart is Mimi's and her first one is mine and that's just how it worked and she said she would tell anyone to please adopt because you feel like you're not sure is there a difference is there not it's exactly the same you love your child exactly the same Mimi is 100% my mom's favorite <laughs> um, she gets her with murder um, she's my grand's favorite she is just she's the little munchkin that the little my personality needed, that yeah. she has. Do you think that's a lot from your influence? Because yeah. she's she's like taken Holly Ray and she's put a magnifying glass onto some of 100%. your some of your sparkle. So like she, my mom is very out there. So like my mom will wake up in the morning and she's singing and like that's the kind of person she is. And Mimi's definitely got that from her. My mom is very extrovert. She talks to everyone. She's very out there. And Mimi's has got that from her. And then also you know, Mimi is always a dancer. Her 
rehearsal. She's always at band practice. She's she's with these ex- extroverted musicians and artists all the time. And I think of that course. definitely influences her and, and her personality. And she's just really, she just started grade one and oh, she's just, she's so cute. I'm not saying because she's my sister. She's just no, she's she really, is. really special. She is she's incredible. She's got a special energy, a special aura. And yeah, you know what I find so, so beautiful? And I know I've got to let you go, but the fact that you went through what you went through and so with such strength mm. and now you're able to be paired up with another incredible strong young lady yes. who also had some sort of I don't even want to say uh, there wasn't an abandonment it was just almost like her parents gave her that opportunity and put that other little girl there like an angel to go and get her yeah. so that she could make her way to you because that's where she needs to be yeah 100% and she's just the thing is everything in life I know it sounds so cheesy it happens for a reason there's a purpose for everything and I really really I think this whole experience with memes especially has, has really taught me that it's taught me um, the power of women and the power of um, what it is what a family as well um, when Mimi first came she had no personality she was quite like a dormant child she was well, she'd you know, been left by herself exactly so she just and she's just flourished and she's so happy and she has so much love to give and we're so lucky to have Mimi everyone's like oh she's so lucky that she found him like no we're lucky that she found us and you know what I also love that your mom about the please adopt please adopt mm-hmm. because I hear so many people are desperate to have children and you often see it's it's very much an ego thing yeah. it's not because you want to be a parent it's because you want to see a little Holly running around yes you want to see a little whoever it's a it's a a, a, like a primal you know passing on the seed having and that's great but there's something really special about adoption and i think but it it is it's specific people that can adopt and and that's just the truth you have to have a it's a certain person that can take on that love because it's a very special love it's not this it's not the love of your own child and which is also beautiful but the love of a child who's not your biological child is a very, very special love. It's a special attachment that not everyone can take on. And I think it's this whole thing's taught me is something I really want to do and I think I will definitely adopt. I might have a child and then adopt after 16 that. exactly <laughs> uh, because it's it's really beautiful Holly I am so so grateful that you came and made some time for us today well, thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it East Coast is like my home no, so. we, we do love you and I mean the work you do is phenomenal and I just thank, thank you. you so much for opening up and being so honest with us and such a pleasure love you love you too bye <laughs>